Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's up? My dude, we're back. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Weekend. I said, the holiday day doesn't start till tomorrow. What are all these people doing out? You said... Holidays, four days long. All week, baby. All, it's Friday never stops. It's Thursday afternoon <clears throat> until Tuesday morning. That's Oosh. how you party. That That's a big party. Yeah. And I can tell you're in here with the cabana shorts on and yep, it's true. your sun hat. <laughs> yep. You've been partying, <laughs> right. partying. Yep. I got the, the white around my eyes because I'm sunburned, Yeah, you know, except for where my shades were. Right. Yep. Big use for the pool this weekend. The pool is open, and there were cousins and splishing nephews and splashing. splishing and splashing oh like crazy. Gosh. Yep, yep. And we had the grill out. Whoa. And, oh yeah. Now let answer me honestly. Yeah, riddle me this. Yeah. Have you ever thought maybe the pool would be just a little bit better with some fish? <laughs> <laughs> like just just a couple like large large fish in there, kind <laughs> of spice it up. <laughs> right. I, I, you know what? I, I have frequently thought that. Yeah, right. And a couple times I've brought fish home. Yeah. I went to that fish place, that pet place, <laughs> you know, got the biggest. I just walked in. Yeah. I said, the biggest one you got. And right. they, they immediately knew what I was talking about. Yeah. And I brought it home and was denied. <sighs> yeah. Turned around at the door. Jeez. By Marley. By Marley. Of right. All yeah. She said, right. not she's on a, my watch. She's a tough one. I don't do any of this fish, right. fishy business. So that, David, it's funny yeah. you would bring this up. That yeah. is why there's a gigantic fish in my bathtub upstairs. Oh, that <laughs> explains. See, I just thought it clogged. Right. And one came up with two. <laughs> came up backwards. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have the heart to flush it down. Right. No, so. oh, come on. I'm it's, an animal it lives lover. There it lives there now, right? Right. Absolutely yeah. it does. Wow. Yeah. So what the, the moral of the story is, and I'm sure we've all been there, right? Mm. I need a bigger bathtub. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you can't argue with that. No. Speaking of movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's just common sense. <laughs> all right. Listen, uh, yeah. we're going to start off this week. Big news. With one of my favorite ridiculous headlines. Mm. This is one of those headlines. We've done it before. Yeah. So I'm going to, some of our more seasoned listeners, we're going to come about this backwards. I'm going to tell you the punchline and then you tell me the joke. Yes. Okay. Yes. The punchline is in other news. So is pen. <laughs> right. You get it. Does anyone get it? I know what it is. All right. If you didn't get it, I'll, I'll, let's I'll, go through the joke like a normal. Well, I think we can give one more hint. Oh, well, no, you can't really give another hint without giving it away. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just read the headline. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, former governor of California, has announced that he would be open to joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What? Well, and in other news. Wait, did you hear? Yeah. So is Penn. It's just in. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. Isn't wow. that, this is stupid. We talk about this all the time. Like somebody like puts it out there like, oh, I'd be willing to. Of course you would be willing to join yeah. the largest franchise moneymaker in the movie industry. It's funny. It's because you've got these guys saying, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to join. And then you have the, the people who have basically like revolutionized their careers going, oh, I really don't want to do any more Marvel oh, movies. Yeah. Like it's so just, hard. And it's uh it's just I'm not able to be artistically free, uh, and I just have to drive around in my expensive sports car and whine about it. I don't know what to do with all this money. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's clearly that simple. It's a burden. It's not it's right. not complex. No, there's no other aspects. There's no layers. To it. Yeah. don't come at me with your layers. <laughs> yeah. You're it's not donkey. Yeah. You're not donkey from Shrek. You don't have layers. <laughs> you don't have layers. <laughs> You're not an onion. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right, so I mean that's dumb, but whatever. Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he would have to be a, he would have to be a bad guy. He would have to be a big, muscle bound bad guy. Muscle bound. Did you see him on Netflix in Fubar? No. Okay, he's is on he a, still. Is he still? He's large. Tan toned, fit and ready. He's not. I don't know if he's fit and ready. He's tanned. Watch out now, things are getting heavy. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Never stop, never stopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, he could have, he could play like a gangster, right? Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, the guy. I'm not gonna say he's not talented because he oh, could, no, yeah, he could talented. do anything he wants. Right, right. You know, run but, the state, no problem. Right, absolutely, California, sure. Yeah. Just worked, to name one. That worked out great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> tell me about Quentin Tarantino. Cutie? Yeah, the, the Q-tip. Cutie. <laughs> oh, he is a cutie. He is a cutie. <laughs> name me, name me one director in Hollywood cuter than Quentin Tarantino. You can't. That's why you're laughing because you can't. He's the cutest oh, director. I was just imagining like that <laughs> uh, a <are> rolling mist <laughs> <laughs> instantly generated. <laughs> This was interesting. Had mm. you heard about this? Did you read this? I didn't. I okay. Didn't. This is interesting. Quentin Tarantino, apparently he was over like at Cannes or Cannes. Cannes, Cannes, Cannes. Mm. And Cannes, Cannes, Cannes? Cannes, Cannes. Cannes, Cannes. Cannes. I think that's how you're supposed to say Yes, I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for obviously butchering. It's a soft The Cannes, Cannes. All right, so anyway, we what's our record on the show? We've we come out in favor of Quentin Tarantino, right? Generally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we don't give the guy a free pass, but generally he's a good guy. Or I'm not I'm sorry, that came out wrong. Hmm. I'm not saying that he's a good guy. I'm saying we generally like his films and he's usually in our corner. Right. And once again, he has proven that he is 100% in our corner. In fact, you can tell they didn't come out and say this in the oh. Deadline interview. Does he listen to the show? But you can tell he listens to the show. No. You can tell I don't that doubt. he listens to the show. I don't doubt. David, I love where your head's at because that <laughs> literally is what I was saying. <laughs> so he was speaking with Deadline. Yeah. And commented on Netflix. Oh. And specific Has he seen it? Has he subscribed? No. <gasps> he specifically, he called out Ryan Reynolds. Get out. Saying $50 million for this movie, $50 million for that movie, $50 million for another movie. Name me a movie that's going to exist in the future. These Netflix movies are not really movies. 
I don't know why people bother making them. Then he went on. Let me give you a quote. Whoa. Because this is the part I liked. He goes, quote, it's almost like they don't even exist. Whoa. Or as we put it, they're TV shows. Right. They don't exist as movies. Mm. And he slammed the streaming services. That's what I call a quilt quote. That is a quilt quote. Because I... I'm going to get you a quilt. I wish it you would. says that right in the center. <laughs> QT. The cutest tea of all the teas. So he went on to say, because I think this is worth a little shout out, because we've talked on, on this show before how our friends at Sony are actually mm-hmm. our friends. Yeah. Great people over there that we love working with. Mm-hmm. And um, always wearing Walkmans. Yeah. Yep. They're super rad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. They, every meeting, yeah. they come in on their rollerblades right. with their Walkmans, right. and it's like, their discmans are like, whoop, right. whoop, whoop, whoop. You, can, you can kind of hear the like the music coming out of the, the head, headphones a little bit. I like bit. that you're committed to that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like second or third time you've yeah. tried to breathe life into the Walkman joke. It, it could die, but it won't. <laughs> that joke is going to live longer than the Walkman. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like a desert rose. Right. One little bit of moisture and it starts to bloom. <laughs> exactly. So anyway... QDQT went on to say that he will always work with Sony because they are, quote, the last gig in town truly committed to the theatrical experience because they don't have a streaming platform to feed, end Ooh, quote. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you've you've made that observation before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we I certainly reported on that coming out of Comic-Con. Um, great. So, yeah. You know, and I think he's got one more coming that he claims is going to be his last. He does not want to make more because he does not believe in working for diminishing returns. Mm. Which I'm not. Also, he stated one time, like 20 years ago, that he was only going to make 10 movies. Right. And now that he's technically on like 11 or 13, he's like, Like, this is my 10th one. Right. (laughs) (laughs) If if you look at it this way, (laughs) this is is really my 10th one. What what he could do is he could start being like, I'm going to make 10 good movies. (laughs) (laughs) And then start like pulling some out that that he's not totally happy with and be like, oh, no, that doesn't really count. That one doesn't. I was just cutting my teeth. Yeah. And well, Pulp Fiction 1 and 2 only counts as one. No, not Pulp Fiction. Kill Bill. Kill Bill, Kill Bill 1 and 2. That's only one, really. Well, then he did one that was like part of a franchise or something. Right. So that didn't count. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Good for you. Keanu Reeves, though. Oh, boy. We saw John Wick 4. We did. We loved it. We loved it. Although I said it's, it reminded me of every other John Wick movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, now apparently they're back with John Wick 5. Mm. <laughs> and I heard two, two spinoffs going... Is that what they're saying? With Keanu? Mm, not necessarily. Mm. No, there's one with Anna de Armas and one with, I think, the girl who was introduced in the last one. Okay. But mm-hmm. so, some people are going to say how they make more John Wick, number five, when bad things happen to John Wick and John Wick 4. Bad things like he died? Yeah. 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 Maybe he's the Desert Rose. <laughs> Maybe he's going to die like the way they died at the end of Fast 10. <laughs> behind, the, <laughs> behind the mountain. Right. <laughs> in an explosion. Under the waterfall. Right. <laughs> off, yeah. Definitely off camera. No, but they had like a funeral for him and everything in the movie. Yeah, but I mean, they had funerals for Batman too, right? Oh, that's true. That's true. That some bitch was sipping lattes in Italy. Uh, you know what would have been great if, if the post credit scenes would have been Alfred 
Like yes. looking at looking at Bruce and then he turns over and right there is John Wick <laughs> right. and they did the same look. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that would be great. So they're making John Wick five. Looks like it's coming. Um, thanks to all the reaction to John Wick four. What do you think comes first? John Wick five or the Mike Tyson biopic? I bet you the Mike Tyson biopic. Yeah. Because John I feel like say what you say about John Wick four being so similar to the other John Wicks. That movie had some serious thought put into it. It was great. So, like, for the stunts if yep. alone. Maybe Every, not the story, but the stunts alone. It was great. Took some time to coordinate. I feel like that's going to take some take some work. Yeah. Give it another year, maybe. But uh, I don't know if you know this, but Mike Tyson's story's already been written. Has it? Well, I mean, he lived it. Oh, right. Gotcha. So you just got to adapt that. Gotcha into a screen stay, screen stay. A screen stay. Well, who's going to star in the screen stay version <laughs> of Iron Mike's life? Obviously, Jamie Foxx. Obviously. Yeah. Jamie Foxx with two X's on his name. Whoa. Jamie Foxx. Now listen, here's the complicating factor. Yeah. Jamie Foxx has been mum <gasps> on the word because there's rumor mm. that he's of ill health. Uh-oh. Which we hope is not true. Yeah. But if he is not well enough, he's not going to be able to make this movie. And he has not been publicly announced. But Mike Tyson did an interview that said, we cannot rule out Jamie Foxx for my movie. You mean what he says? We cannot rule out <laughs> Jamie Foxx for my movie. <laughs> Go ahead, David. Go ahead. Keep mocking him. I'm Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'm just like him. <laughs> I mean, that was perfect, right? Now, I feel like I'm in the room with Mike. You, th- you thought I was about to be a boxing yeah. thing right here, yeah. What's your favorite movie scene with Mike Tyson? Um, the one where he stood still and didn't say anything in in, uh, in the one in Las Vegas. I like the scene. The Hangover. I like the scene in The Hangover yeah. when he knocks out What's-His-Face, mm. and then the other guy goes, he's still got it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember any scene. I just yeah. knew he was in the movie. Yeah, and then he, he does, his scenes in that movie are perfect. Mm. Bradley Cooper's like apologizing to him for all the crazy stuff they did, <laughs> and then Mike's like, "It's all right. We all do stupid it's shit right. when we're fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> Too true. All right, all right. Wrap us up here. Well, we spoke of uh, Ryan Reynolds a few minutes ago. The fifty million dollar Netflix man. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's an interesting thing going on. Mm. When you think Deadpool, mm. you think quick and fast quips. Witty. Witty. Yeah. Mostly Ryan Reynolds, you'd think Just witty. being his hilarious self. Yeah. A lot of those things in these Ryan Reynolds movies come off the cuff. Ryan Reynolds just shooting the breeze. Right. Being, being Ryan Reynolds. Like many great actors. Bill Murray. Right. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Mike many. Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of these funny guys, they just riff. Right. The, the king of all riffs. The all-time best ever to do it was Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it turns out, because we're in the middle of this writer's strike. That's twice now that you've read my mind. Mm, just saying. Can't wait to see right what on. the third is going to be. The podcast just implodes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because of the writer's strike and because Ryan Reynolds is credited as a writer, and they're not allowed to make any changes he's not allowed to do any writing 
he is not allowed to ad lib on the set of Deadpool three, which has started filming. I did not realize that. He, I was wondering why he wasn't allowed, but you just clarified yeah. he was credited as a writer. He's legally not allowed, so he can film, but he can't do any rewrites or because what the script was finished before the strike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, or at least enough for them to start filming. Yeah. But he can't make any changes or anything because I'm assuming he's part, must be part of the writers guild as well. But can we just have the strike be over? Could they just like wrap not? it wrap it up? Yeah. Come on. Could we not? Uh, well, I guess uh, who was the guy who's who's CEO of HBO? Can't remember his name. He spoke at a college mm-hmm. thing like last week and got horribly booed mm-hmm. because here he is out speaking at colleges and not solving, not taking mm-hmm. care of the writers' strike. Um, I read a little piece. Because I didn't think it was right that you were the only person doing research for the show. Right. Yeah. So the last couple of weeks you've talked about the writer's strike, and I've just sat here and gone, oh, okay. It's not real. I don't care. No, 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 I, I never said it's it wasn't real. <laughs> right. That's a better, yeah. better much better impression. Um, no, 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 no. I just tried not to sound the alarm. Mm. But I did read an article that outlined all the shows that are currently and about to be affected by said strike right and one of them was a big one on disney plus right which one shoot i was hoping you were gonna fill in the blanks well a lot of them was they just stopped like daredevil 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 that's the one i was trying to think of yeah yeah so that's a that's a big show yeah i mean they're they're all good shows and they're all you know real actual people with families involved in every single one of those shows but i'm just saying when you look at it in the big picture um Daredevil's a big that's a big release for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that's like could almost be a movie probably. Right. At this point. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, you know, they can't fix it, they can't fix that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well that's about all that's fit what? to print. On today. a holiday weekend. Yeah, I know, on a holiday weekend. Mm. The upside down move. Upside down. Did you see the upside down? There was part of me that was like yeah. Did I flip? Right. What's going on here? <laughs> right. I did it right side up. I don't know. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I must have been doing a handstand again. <laughs> again. Yeah. We got a lot of trailers this week. I think, correct me if I'm wrong. Let me, yeah. I'm going to make a statement and you tell me mm. if you agree with the statement. Okay. All right. Here's the statement. Mm. My statement is we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have eight trailers. And my statement is this. We have eight great trailers. It's true. There's not a single one of these movies that, given the right circumstances, I wouldn't watch. Every single one of these trailers is good. Every single movie is a movie I want to see. Yeah. This is a this is a rich list. So listen, good luck picking a trailer of the week. That's my thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. Do you know? I do. I do know. I feel like there's the one that makes me most excited, but then I feel like there's... I don't know. Some of the other ones are so original that I'm kind of like, ah. Well, you know what I like. Now, this is not necessarily my trailer of the week. Uh-oh. But I like a movie, that a trailer that makes me laugh out loud. Right. Like literally laugh out so loud. you're looking at the color purple. <laughs> I'm looking at No Hard Feelings starring mm. Jennifer Lawrence. We're talking about the Red Band trailer number two. Yeah. And I literally laughed out loud during this. This, this movie, this movie looks amazing the trailers are well done and the the release date is perfection mm, it opens the trailer it opens the week after the flash 
Now, let me tell you, if you go see The Flash at Penn Cinema, you are going to see the No Hard Feelings trailer. Because mm. I'm going to make sure that every single person that watches Flash knows that the following week, No Hard Feelings opens. So that means it opens the end of June, which means it'll still be playing clean all through the 4th of July weekend. I think this movie's going to make bank. I hope so. I think, I think people like me are hungry for an R-rated comedy. This looks funny. This looks funny like as I'm hell. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Not my trailer of the week, but a great trailer for mm. a movie that I'm really excited to see. The next one here is, honestly, at this point, I know. Wait, didn't we review this last week? Did we? I, I don't think so. I think we did. Okay. No? We might have. Except that the, the, the trailer that I watched online said four days ago, but maybe it only posted on the site I was watching it on four mm. days ago. But last anyway. Because last week I made a comment about how they're all different, but they feel, yes. they're all the same, but they feel different. Yes. I'm pretty sure that was the same. All right. Well, we're so. talking about Spider-Man, the final trailer. Not much to comment on there. Yeah, I think we talked about it. We're, we're all super yeah. excited for Spider-Man. This week. Like, whatever. It's this yeah. week. It's Thursday night. Cannot wait. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. All right. Then the Flash final trailer came out. This is almost my trailer of the week. Mm. I kind of want to give it to it. I feel like this is the best trailer they've had yet. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't. I just feel like it's on par okay. in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Because the other ones got me excited for like everyone else in the movie, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. They they like really yep. showcase Batman and everything. This is the one that f showcases the comedy of the Flash yeah. the most, which yeah. has been almost completely ignored in, right. the other, in the other ones. Is Flash supposed to like historically? Is Flash comedy? Like, is there a comedy? He's to more lighthearted. Lighthearted, yeah. Yeah. The interplay that this trailer alludes to, I didn't want to comment on it because I didn't want to ruin anything, but now they're talking about it in the trailer. The interplay between the two, what's the kid's name? Barry Allen? The two Barry Allens. Mm -hmm. The interplay between the two of them is comic gold throughout. Yeah. It's so funny. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, it's just kind of like, you know, he's a younger hero. Mm -hmm. He's what, like. High school. Or, no, he's college. Because he comes home for the weekend. Okay, he's right, 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 yeah. right, right. He's, so he's like early 20s. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what we got like him going to go to, and all of a sudden he gets fangirled over. Mm -hmm. And he kind of doesn't want to like leave, but he's also embarrassed that he's it's like letting it happen because Batman calls him. Like, I think that kind of stuff is funny. Yeah. And the, the like, ment you get to see there's going to be some sort of mentorship between him and Ben Affleck's Batman, which mm -hmm. is why he probably reaches out to uh, Michael Keaton's Batman more, you know. So I, I'm really looking forward to this movie. This is almost my trailer of the week, and the only reason it's not my trailer of the week is because we've had a billion of these trailers. Right. Fair and, enough. Yeah. Okay. The next trailer is for Barbie. Right. Which opens in July, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're excited for this movie. This is the this is our glimpse into what this is actually about. Right. Greta Gerwig directs it, wrote it, and directed, or just directed. Anyway, yeah, Greta definitely Greta Gerwig like has her stamp on this movie. Yes. Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling. Did I say that right? Yeah. Is that her name, Margot Robbie? Margot Robbie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Um, this yeah you're right this is the first trailer where we really get a sense of the plot yeah so she apparently starts to 
I can't remember if they it, they haven't explained why, but she starts to experience like reality, mm. like her heel drops. Yeah, she she's can, like she can walk on, and the, they they all want to like look at it, right? And so she goes off and apparently finds a uh, <laughs> looks like the Barbie you would find, you know, that the kid who cut the hair off uh-huh. and put the makeup on, <laughs> and it's played by. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. And she's like, you have to go to the real world to discover. So apparently they can leave right. the toy reality and go right. to the real world, which her and Ken do. Yeah. And that just looks hilarious. <laughs> so I, again, almost my trailer of the same, week. Same, same. Yeah, yeah, almost my trailer of the week. Yep. It, was, it was really good. Next trailer we have coming up here is The Color Purple, which is a reimagining of the story. Is it? Uh, well, the trailer said it was. Yeah. So I don't know if it's because of the music. Or so Alice Walker wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Then they made a movie. Mm-hmm. And then they made a musical. Yeah. And now they're making a movie from the musical. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a, right. a full adaptation of the movie. Right. It's a couple degrees away from the right. book, a couple degrees away from the movie. Right. Yeah. So definitely more music. This looks amazing. Yeah. Christmas release seemed kind of odd for me, but. You know what it reminds me of? Yeah. Uh, it reminds, and I, I haven't looked to see if it's the same studio, but it reminds me of um, Les Mis, which opened on a Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This, right. this is incredible. People are going to come out in droves. This is going to be sure. a huge movie. Yeah, this is huge. This is powerful. It just seems like, you, you know, when Christmas, I don't feel like, I feel like this is more of a sadder movie, right? Yeah, but but in, but inspire. It's definitely a, a it's definitely a heavy movie. But you would say it's inspiring. It it ends up being feel good. Okay, it's sisterhood. I remember how it's, the ending was. You know, it's um, it's definitely not a light. You know, there's going to be other Christmas movies when you want to take your kids to something fun for the whole family. Right. But when you want to be moved, this is the movie. You this go is to. the movie you're going to go it. to. Yeah. Got it. Uh, the next one, I. I think I'm going to give it my trailer of the week. This is my trailer of the okay. week because I have never seen a trailer like this. It was and I it was good. I think once I see the movie, you're going to say you've never seen a movie like this. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? Um, was that movie that we both loved so much? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Right. Yeah. Well, it's another A24. Joke. Yeah. 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 And this is Problemista. Is that, is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. Problemista. And it's an interesting concept. Like I don't, it's hard to tell, especially with a twenty-four movies. Right, right. What is reality and what is um, his imagination? His imagination. But it definitely looks like they're like you either he either can become an immigrant, get sponsored for an immigrant, which seems like New York, or he has to leave the planet. Like he, yeah. And yeah. the and the people who don't who don't get it, they just literally disappear. Like they're holding a sheet of paper, the person disappears, and then you see the paper like float to the floor. Right. Yeah. So it's it's hard to say if that's an imagination or right. if that's reality or what, because it does start off saying it's like a, the mom had a little boy who could travel through different realities, right. and it was him. Yeah. But it also looks funny um, at times. I'm there for this. This is this is really good. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. What do we have next? Problemista. From A24, what it, what I did not learn from the trailer, maybe you know, when does this come out? Because this is the first I ever heard of this movie. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. It, it was one of those things where I was like, this is coming. It did say coming to theaters, I yeah. remember. Because yeah. I, at one point I was like, this is no way, is yeah. it? Remember earlier we were talking about how much uh, cutie Quentin Tarantino loves Sony? Mm-hmm. So Sony Picture Classics 
ends our list with two titles. One dated, quote, this summer, mm-hmm. and one dated, quote, this fall. Interesting. So I thought that in and of itself was an interesting, like, Sony is reserving the right to move their stuff around. Yeah. And, and these are obviously going to be like smaller movies. With these types of movies, I think they should. Yes. I 100% agree with their strategy. The first one is called The Miracle Club. So picture the three old ladies who have all either gotten Oscars or have been nominated for Oscars. Mm. Kathy Bates, Maggie Smith, and some other lady. And then some old man who got an Oscar. And then they're all English and they... To be fair. Yeah. Mon confrere. <laughs> We? You said three old ladies. Yeah. And I believe the story is set around two old ladies and one middle-aged woman. Played by Laura Linney. Right. Who we love. Who's playing the daughter of the third old lady who has passed away. I apologize. You're right. You're How right. dare yes. you categorize I, I, her. Yes. I did With not. Maggie Smith. I was not thinking of her as one of the old ladies. I was wow. thinking of. I was mistakenly thinking that there were three legit old ladies, and then there was a lady who looks like she's probably my age, who's like trying to navigate them to right. some miracle cure. I thought that. No, no. 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 What it? So like the there's a, there's a thing where you can win a trip. Right. For two. Right. And the old ladies want to go on a trip. Right. They want to get out. Well, right. the three ladies want to get out. Yeah. The mom dies. Yeah. So this is 80 for Brady. Yeah. This okay. is 80 for Brady. Okay. And they've always wanted to go on this trip. Okay. And they win the trip. And the husbands are like, what are you going to do without? Where, where I can't. I'm yeah. not going to feed myself without right. you. And like the, they're old men stuck in their ways who have relied <laughs> on their wives forever. Right. And the wives are like, it's time for my break. Yeah. Well, the daughter's there and she decides she's going to go on the trip that her mom wanted to go on. But Laura Linney is there. It seems like sort of against her will. Like she came back for her mom's funeral maybe. Right. And she like has all these awful memories of growing up in this town. And then she decides to go on the trip. And then she's like, screw you. I'm going on the trip anyway. Maybe right. she goes on the trip just to piss them off. Who knows? But they yeah. wind up right. bonding. Yeah. And, but doesn't so. the trip have something to do with like going to like some bathhouse and being able to get a miracle cure? I think the miracle cure is more metaphorical of like curing their yeah. their anger and then like she like there's this there's this thing where she comes back and she's like a miracle did happen and the husband's like what? And she's like I actually missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the line where some guy tells Laura Linney that she needs to control her anger and she's like I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> to her gritted teeth. This this I, like the, the start of this trailer I was like this I don't really care about this. Yeah. By the end of the trailer I was like nah, this looks good. This is one of those movies if I have a light week mm-hmm. I could totally see myself getting a coffee and a bagel and watching this movie. Right. Yeah. I'm like Guardians of the Galaxy. Unlike Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Our last movie trailer this week is called The Persian Version. This is, is it a Persian version or Persian vision? I can't remember. Version. Version. Okay. So you laughed at No Hard Feelings, which I kind of just like smiled at. I laughed at this trailer. Yeah, this was funny. Yeah. I don't know how good, good this is going to be. But it has some pretty good comical beats about miscommunication between uh, between 
cultures. Cultures. Yep. Yeah. She says she's she's too uh, in America. She's too Iranian. And in Iran, she's too American. And to be honest with you, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I feel like, haven't we heard this storyline before? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But I think, I don't know. No, I agree. It looks well made. Yeah. There were parts where I laughed. Yeah. Which he's like, he's like, how do you say goodbye? And she tells him how to say shut up. So he turns to the family. He's like, shut up, everybody. Yeah. And then they all yell back, shut up at him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No, that's funny. Yeah. This looks. This looks okay. It could be entertaining. This looks like, okay. Yeah. It was a good trailer. At least. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our trailers for this week. That was You had no hard feelings. I had... No, we had Problem Easter. Negative. Both we us. both had Problem Easter. Yeah. My close second was no hard feelings, and your close second was Barbie, and we both had Flash in third. Right. Yes. There you go. Bingo bongo. Well, we don't want Big O to score it wrong. That's right. You right. Mean, or you mean Roland. The abacus. The abacus. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Two different, you always get the two, <laughs> two confused. The abacus and the big O, right, who never writes in, right, and the right, abacus right. who writes in often enough right. that you should know his name. Right. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Oh, yeah. That, that makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> Playing favorites. I got you. As Marley would say, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the movie this week, and it's The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Which, to everyone's shock... I totally saw. Penn totally saw. I don't... I, I think this 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 plot line is undeserved. The Penn doesn't see movies plot line? Right. <laughs> I feel like it's unfounded. That's the word I'm looking for. Here's the thing. I, look, I'll admit that it happens, right? What happens? So sometimes you don't see the movies. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And it's happened for me, too. Right. But more often, when, more often for me, when I talk to people, mm. they make it sound like you've never seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, kind of, I mean, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. What do you want me to say? <laughs> like, uh, he does. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't think Penn's gonna watch this one, do you? And I'm like, well, I mean. I thought he was going to. <laughs> and then the doubt creeps in my head. Right. Like, maybe he's not going to. Oh, my God. Oh, get to me. Yeah. Yeah. So we both definitely saw this. Yes. The Little Mermaid. I loved it. You loved it. Mm-hmm. I am extremely torn. Mm, really? On this, on this one. Say more. Uh, okay. I think it's probably the best live action. Okay. Right? I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. There are certain things about it that I felt elongated the movie a little bit too much but okay whatever because it did seem like i was i don't know about you but i saw it live with all the little kiddos oh i love the kids and they seem to get bored a little bit Mm -hmm. so i'm like is this really being effective they seem to love it but they were yeah antsy yes out of their chairs running around yep at certain points so i was like i feel like it's stretched a little much here i feel like again and this happens frequently with Disney, I think. It's a kid's movie that adults maybe appreciate more even than the kids. Like, right. I feel like if you had a way of, like, having an intelligent conversation with an eight-year-old mm-hmm. to talk about this movie, they I don't know how they would feel about it. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, and so there's that. And then I felt like some of the, the vocals didn't quite work. Or some of the songs, uh, mostly Sebastian. I was just gonna say, don't go near Sebastian. 
mostly. Um, I thought he was the best of the under, whole movie. Under the sea, I, I was like, oh, this is bad. Now, Kiss the Girl was great. Yeah, Kiss the Girl was great. I, I actually like that they changed that and they really like laid in on the fact that like it was the three of them trying to sing. Now, I don't remember in The Little Mermaid if she forgot that she had to kiss him. I don't remember that being in the cartoon, yeah, I but I liked that aspect that she forgot what she had to do yeah. to to make things work. I thought that was that was cool. So here's my overarching thing, and this is purely a nostalgia thing, and I think that kids will obviously not have this point of reference, but I feel, uh, and I, I think Frodo will stand by me on this one. Mm. I feel- Look at you bringing in the big guns. I did, I did. You think this is just me? No, this oh. is me and Frodo, yeah. the unstoppable. Well, I got me Tetris, in- she could build a wall out of bricks falling from the sky. I got me and Top Ten Sarah over in my corner. Oh, oh, oh really? yeah. You yeah. talked to her about yeah. this? Yeah, and when those bricks fall on your cat, oh. who are you going to come crying to? Oh. Yeah. Snap. It's like it's like you that. You Top Ten Sarah? It's like I that. I didn't realize it was that kind of, <laughs> that kind of battle. <laughs> Everyone's favorite sister's just crying on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what are you texting her right now? I am pulling up a picture. Because I took poor little Hannah oh, no. to see the debt, the vet, the debt, the debt doctor, the debt doctor, the vet doctor. Hannah, you're in too much debt. <laughs> and I pulled up. They handed me her little doggy file, and that's what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how happy she is, too. Yeah, oh, that's great. What it, What and am I showing you? It says, "Okay, he's got a, a doggy file, and it has a sticky note yeah. on it." it says. Listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. And the doggy is clearly at the vet. Yeah, yes. clearly at the yes. vet. Yeah. Okay, so I, in fact, have not talked to Top Ten Sarah about this movie. But, <laughs> but I, just, surely, I just felt like yeah. if I needed someone in my corner, We're she, hear from her now. she would be there. I hope she writes yeah. in and she's like, Penn, how dare you? <laughs> Never speak for me. <laughs> right. Well, then she's off my team and I call on the mystery gobble. <laughs> <laughs> You'll always back you up. No, but Top Ten Sarah, she'll yeah. always be on my side. Yeah. Okay, here's my thing. You know why? Because she didn't read Dune either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Oh, she did. She read multiple Dune books. That's right. That's right. Shit. <laughs> multiple Dune books. I walked right into that you one. You did. Yeah. Okay, you ready for this? All right, so now you were getting ready to quote Frodo yeah, before no, I went no, all crazy. I invoked the Frodo Invoked the Frodo challenge. clause. Yeah. I think this works better as a cartoon because of the way that the animals and stuff emote there. Mm. Just, I feel like there's a lot of things that felt lost in this that even with the, the humans, just like the emotion, the, the way that like a cartoon character like moves and emotes, like makes more sense in a cartoon. And when you transferred it to people, it just seemed awkward. Mm. Um, and I can't really point to anything. My big thing is like Sebastian Flounder. Like here's the thing. I think that it's cool they made this live action, but they should have kept the sea creatures cartoony. Oh, like legit cartoony. A little bit more cartoony. Not like, so CGI. Yeah, not so like this is a real so fish realistic. that can all, all of a sudden yeah. talk. Um, and I did like the aspect of the, like when the seagull's talking, it just sounded like a seagull to everyone else, but she right. hurt. Like I thought that was cool. Yeah. But like, you know, Sebastian could have had more movement and like, more cartoony looking, like, I don't know. Like, I think that's the, there's a balance between these live action and these cartoon things. And I think they go hard live action and they lose some of the charm of the cartoon and they need to find like a medium. 
That's a really interesting point. I had not thought about that before because I feel like, and if you're having these discussions, I'm sure they're having these discussions too, but I feel like you've just opened my eyes to the idea that CGI can be intentionally less realistic than full-on real life. Right. Like the, I feel like the instinct is like, oh, we got to make, C we're making this CGI crab and it's got to be as lifelike as possible. It doesn't have to. And you're just saying it doesn't have to. Yeah. It could be lifelike, but look more like the animated character. Right. Or they could be lifelike, but well, I mean, w they did do some things that took some liberties. Like when the, when the seagull was under the water talking to them, Yeah, they had this long conversation on the water and then what's the seagull scuttlebutt or something. Scuttle, scuttle. scuttle was like, um, they all broke up to go different directions. And he's like, I got to go get some air anyway. Yeah. You know, and I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. Like, kind of like they broke the sort of boundary of like birds can't be underwater, but, right. but he was underwater having a full on conversation, but then they touch, they just had that little, little tiny touch of reality. Like, Oh yeah, I got to go breathe. Yeah. So where this really stood out to me was under the sea mm. where you have Sebastian and Flounder. Are so, uh, alive and animated but then all like in, in the cartoon like all the it's all the, the animals are like yeah. yeah well they're like playing the maracas right and, playing and in this they're just swimming around and yeah. it's like give them a little bit more life yeah and like make them a little bit more cartoony did you see this movie in regular or imax i saw it in regular i saw it in regular as well yeah that scene made me want to go see it in IMAX. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. IMAX. I think the whole movie would have worked really well in IMAX. Now this is something I got to say. Like I, I, I like this movie. I, I'm going to say that I like yeah. it. I mean, I was a little disappointed, but I'm an adult man and not a, not a 10 year old girl. There's nothing that I did not like about this movie. Well, I just said what I didn't like. Yeah, but right. One of the things that I think was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, and for me was the entire movie is Ursula. Yeah. If you wanted to, I, I, uh, Going into this, my biggest fear was uh, Melissa McCarthy, Melissa McCarthying the character. Right. No way. But yeah. what really was what really was awesome about about Ursula is how octopus like they made her. Yeah. Because not only is she octopus like the way she moves around is octopus, but like an octopus doesn't have any vertebrae, so it can't hold itself upright, like the back of its head. So. <laughs> One of the things that I love is that she's always like her body's always drug behind. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and like when when she looks like she she's being propped up by something. She's right. never like just like they're not legs like holding her up like right. like you would think that legs would. And I thought that was great. Mm. I, I really like that. Everything about Ursula I thought was was yeah. super cool. I first of all, you're so Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so Star Trek. You're so Star Trek. Yeah. Like yeah. ever since you like opened my eyes to the critical difference between Star Trek and Star Wars, <laughs> I see it every week do, in you. Do you want to do you want to go over that for the people who might not remember? So, guys who like Star Wars, yeah, like me, yeah. They like it cuz there's cool pew 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 pew, yeah. you know, and stuff shoots and there's really cool fast rockets, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. spaceships, you know, Ooh. and there's other planets and stuff. Bright lights. S bright lights. <laughs> Star Trek guys, yeah. like David, mm -hmm. they want to know how everything works. Right. They want to know the vector Victor and they want to <laughs> know vector, the <laughs> Roger Roger <laughs> and you know, they want to know that the physics behind it have been thought out and calculated right. and match up accordingly with the velocity of the bridge or whatever. 
<laughs> right? The bridge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So then so the, so like people like the the idea is like Star Trek is is big on the details. Mm. And notices big details and thinks about stuff like that. Star Wars is bigger on the big picture and notices like the story. Not that you don't notice the storyline and not that I don't notice the details. But if you just want to make a distinction, yeah, you could do that, right? Yeah. So we're sitting here talking about Little Mermaid. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Ursula was awesome. Yeah. She was so great. Yeah. And David's like... Well, because octopus don't have vertebrae, so therefore, you know, naturally, can't hold itself up under its own weight. So, I mean, naturally, yeah. Like, well, they didn't have to do that. They could have just made her upright. I know. And I wouldn't even have thought of it. Right. But then when they did it, I was like, this is how octopus actually right. move around. That's why you appreciated it. Yeah. That's why the Star Trek guy in you felt like that was the best part of this movie. Because <laughs> it made rational, perfect sense. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Perfect. You, you know what my favorite part of the movie was? What's that? Sebastian. Sebastian and um, Flounder. Yeah. But that scene that Lin Manuel, the song, I forget the name, I think it's Scuttlebutt, mm. that Lin Manuel obviously wrote because it sounded like something out of Hamilton. Like, that, to me, that was just so, it was such a perfect addition to the story. I, I'm sorry, it, it didn't really add anything to the story, but it was a perfect addition to the entertainment of this movie, mm. to the entertainment factor of this movie. Yeah, it was catchy too. Yeah. Yeah, I hated it while it was happening, but then it was stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla uh, loves The Little Mermaid what? in general what? and went and saw this movie. Yeah, And she was really impressed and appreciated the fact that she thinks, and Amy shared this opinion too, but Kayla was telling me how um, she thinks, she appreciates the fact that the writers of this movie made some critical changes to certain song lyrics and tweaked the storyline just enough to take the edge off of the problematic, you know, storyline. Yeah. You know, like, uh, the problematic storyline, there's lyrics about like, Oh, men don't like girls who talk. And you know, <coughs> you, 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 you can't talk anyway, which is great. Cause men don't want to hear you talk anyway. You know? So they got rid of all of that whole verse is out of the song. Um, and there was just a lot, like she appreciated the great diversity of all the mermaids. Now riddle me this. I got a question for you. Yeah. My 10-year-old nephew, 10 years old, yeah. Mason, watched this movie, loved it, or at least enjoyed it, you know. He had this question for us oh. at brunch after the movie, and nobody had an answer. The king, Triton, uh -huh. has these seven daughters. Yeah. All the seven daughters are of different ethnicities and races and backgrounds. Mm. Does that mean there are seven different moms? Or are they adopted? Well. Or is that, that's like a Star Trek question. Think of it this way. That's like, isn't that, am I right? That's kind yeah. of a Star Trek-y thing to ask. Okay. I'll give you this. Hit me. Right? Mm. When a cat has kittens, mm -hmm. sometimes the litter's all different. Oh. Oh. So maybe that's how it works in Mermaid World. Because if they're, if they're animalistic. Yep. Which it certainly seems like And we are. never saw the mom. Right. Right. Maybe and also part two, the sisters all part two. The sisters are all the seven C's. Right, right. So they all have characteristics of their the yep. people from their C. Right, right. They could be shaped by their environment. Mm -hmm. Right, but if you follow that route, then mermaids should be horribly ugly crustacean-like <laughs> creatures <laughs> from the depths of the, the sea. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You got to draw the line somewhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. At some point, we got to be able to watch them for two hours. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. Uh, I'll say best movie ever. Yeah, I will too. Yeah. All right. Next week is Spider Man Across the it, Across the Spider. I, I had to look it up. Yeah, Across the Spider Verse. I keep getting them confused. Yeah, I, I literally I had to go look it up because. I wrote Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and then mm-hmm. I was like, wait, have we already been in it? No, we've been in it. Now we're going across it. Right. Are you psyched for this movie? I am. Are you? I, you worn out? I'm a little worn out and also like get starting to get a little nervous. Why is that? Because if it's just going to be like one gag of like, which is the real Spider-Man. Well, I don't think it's going to be that. No. No. The From what I understand is the premise that to be Spider-Man is to have lost someone important in your life. Okay. And they're going to be like, your dad has to die. And if he doesn't die, then the un- all of the universes are going to collapse. Okay. And it's Miles's like dealing with the fact that his dad's going to die. And if he saves him, he causes all these problems. Yeah. So that's why the Spider-Man are like trying to stop him. Like you can't save him or everyone dies. Can we just review the next five weeks? Yeah. Spider-Man. This is one week after another. Yeah. Spider-Man, Transformers, The Flash, mm. No Hard Feelings, Indiana Jones, and then a little over six, or you know, not quite a week because you have the 4th of July holiday in there, but then you're going right into Mission Impossible. Ooh. Then you're going from Mission Impossible into Oppenheimer. This is something that I read this morning. This is seven, that's seven straight weeks of great movies. Yeah. Each single one of those weeks has a movie I'd like to see. I didn't even comment on Elemental. Here's the thing about The Flash. Yeah. I want to hear your opinion. Flash, even though all the positive reviews. And Asteroid City's in there too. Yeah. Is getting a projected low opening. Yeah. Number. Yeah. I don't buy that. You don't think you don't. I am booking showtimes like it's going to be a hundred and fifty million dollar. You think that they're saying that so that they can outdo it? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think part of it is they want to beat the projections, yeah. and I think part of it and this this second one, I'm literally just guessing, mm. and I might be be psychoanalyzing an entire industry, which is never a safe thing to do, but I feel like Warner Brothers, they're gun shy. Yeah. Like they have missed a lot on a lot of big movies over the past, let's just say five years. Yeah. Ever since Bruce Blatt left, it hasn't ever been the since. same ever yeah. since. It's true. Bruce. Bruce. I wonder if Bruce is listening to this. He definitely. Down is. in Florida, retired. What else is he doing? He's Living retired. The, what else could he possibly do with He's his life? He's got it on retired. Right. He's got a repeat. <laughs> He's got it on retired. He's got it on retired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you put the, your thing on retired? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, we didn't have any listeners' notes, questions, answers, comments, feedback, and whatnot this week. Mm. And that's on you guys. Yeah. So go ahead and email us, podcast at pencinema.com. I'm going to start writing in the show. You should. We did have a few. Jason Jonathan sent us some trailers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Top Ten Sarah. I did not see her, but I got a note from her what? at the vet. It's just as good. Mannheim Pike Veterinary Clinic. I'm telling you, these guys, on, top shelf. On point. They're the best. That's where you go, right? Yeah. And my yeah. mom goes to the uh, to one of their other offices. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. But, all right. So, let's get into what are you doing? What are you watching? What are you reading? What's outside of the world of the theater for you this week? David. Uh-oh. Cover yours for a second. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to the listeners. Mm-hmm. 
that's so I don't hear you. <laughs> I'm reading a book called The Boys in the Boat. Oh, really? How did long do you stop reading it and did, never come back to it? Did I did I tell you about this a couple weeks ago? Because I started it on my... It's your mom's book, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah this is a yeah, book yeah. my mom gave me and yeah, yeah. pressured me into reading, but now I'm really enjoying oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm still... I'm still Whoa. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> Can he not be cynical? No. Uh, okay. Yeah, um, it's a good... It's great. It's good. I highly recommend it. The Boys in the Boat. The next thing is this show on Netflix called Fubar, mm. starring uh, the aforementioned Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ooh. governor of California. Is it a movie or a show? It's a show. And I watched almost the whole first episode. Whoa. The premise is Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a CIA agent about to retire. Mm. And then, of course, he has one last mission. And on that mission, discovers that his daughter <clears throat> is also a CIA agent. Legasp. Yeah, Legasp. So, so, yeah, so there's that. Wow. And then I felt like it was going to be a pretty funny premise, but then I felt like I didn't even finish the first episode because the scene where they found each other out was funny, and then there was some funny bits after that, and then afterwards I felt like, I don't... Uh, where can this show go from here? Mm. It wasn't compelling enough. Mm. So I'm out. I'm excited. Amy and I have been holding off on watching the final episode of Mrs. Maisel. So we're going to watch that tomorrow morning. I'm excited oh, about that. Snap. And we're still uh, watching Ted Lasso. Nice. So that's what we're up to. What are you up to? Well, I don't have as nearly as long list. Right. But I did, I did push myself a little bit. Yeah? And I watched couple episodes of star wars visions yeah season one now i had started watching it and i was like i don't like this. these stories are not canon right. and it annoys me these visionings right. of it but then it turns out the latter half is just some of the most beautiful animation mm. almost every episode i watched i was like i wish this wasn't star wars so that this was a pilot of a show mm. that was going to keep going so I haven't finished season one, but I might someday. And season two visually looks amazing as well. So have you ever looked into it? No, not yet. They're like, what they did is they they kind of like, Star Wars was like, hey, all you animation studios, make us a 15 minute something about Star Wars. And it doesn't have to be canon. It doesn't like, just give us your vision of Star Wars and your art style. So, like, one of them is Star Wars, but it's, like, samurais with light swords. Oh, okay. And, um, some like, some of them are, like, real anime style. Oh, that's cool. Or, like, older. Like, each each one, it, it always starts off with the studio presents and then the title. And they're only about 15 minutes long. And they're just, some of them are really off the wall and have not, oh, like, you're almost like, how does this relate to Star Wars? And some of them really... Like could have been an actual Star Wars story, right? So, it's interesting. Yeah, that's me. That's what I got going on. What a wonderful world! So, next week, Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Across, not in it. Nope, not over it. But across it, not under it. Whoa, not under. Across. Hmm. Side note: Apparently, Transformers is aiming to do pretty good yeah well i will tell you this about transformers and indiana jones Mm. both of which have questionable reviews coming out from the critics right pre-sales are strong for both of those shows nice 
Sweet deal. Well, next week, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Get ready. It's coming. Get psyched. Look, if you want to be a part of the show, Mm -hmm. nobody did this week. But if you wanted to in the future. Well, some people did. Yeah, some people did. What what would be the number one way to get in touch with us? That's easy. It's podcast at pencinema.com. Indeed. That's the number one way to get in touch with us, be a part of the show. But if you wanted to support the show, Mm. Penn, how could people go about doing that? Well, I think it goes without saying. I mean, clearly. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I don't want to insult our listeners. No, no, no. But, but you know, if you haven't been listening. <laughs> if there's like a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Just tuned in right now. Right, Just right. Put this on retire. Right, right. You know, I don't know if you've noticed. Have you noticed this? You've been I, reading about I this? I did see it, but this was in the paper. Yeah, yesterday. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. In the paper. What people are doing is, you know, everybody – the hardworking men and women of the world, yeah, you know, many of whom work for tips. Mm. It's no longer sufficient. What people are doing is it's no longer sufficient. You definitely need to give them a monetary tip, right? Twenty percent, twenty-five percent. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah. you you put a good, you know, a yeah. percentage of your money, yeah. you know, to tip them for the good service, mm. and then even if it's bad service. Seventy-five percent. You you tip them on a bad service because maybe they're just having a bad day, and it, it would cheer them up to get an extra couple bucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't know. You don't mm. know why you're getting bad service, but regardless, mm. they're working hard. You had your hamburger. Yeah. You should leave them a tip. But what people are doing is they're leaving a tip and also writing on the bill <gasps> when they settle up. No way. Listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. It's working, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's like crazy. Yeah, it's, it's really wild. Dialed in. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's you know I I didn't want to insult you because I, th- I thought it was so obvious, you know, yeah, but, yeah. But, but it but it makes sense. David obviously doesn't think you're smart enough to come up with well, it on your own. I have everyone, total faith. Everyone needs a little inspiration now and then, you know. <laughs> Maybe you did it before and you forgot about how efficient it was. Right, right. And you're like, oh, I have to paint my house the pencil of podcast colors. Right. No, no, you could just do this. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, you don't, not everybody. I mean, I know a lot of people do, but not everybody has to paint their house, the pen cinema podcast <laughs> colors. <laughs> you know, clearly it'd be awkward. Yeah. We don't HOAs would be all over right. us. We're already fending off enough HOAs. <laughs> we don't need <laughs> any more hassle. Our legal team is at their max. Right. Right. No, but say you don't have a house and you're also not eating out this week. Yeah. Might go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> tell a friend. Yeah, just tell a friend. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy. All right. Well, once again, for the Pensioner Podcast, I'm David Walton. And I'm Ben Ketchum. <laughs> Take, Take care, care and party, party on. <laughs>Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.